Welcome everybody. This is the Health Skill Podcast. We're coming live with you together with Jonas Erb today. We're going to talk about embodied authenticity and what's that all about. And I present you Jonas Erb in the right corner. He's a YouTuber. I know him <laughs> from Improv Theater, which is super amazing. Mm-hmm. And he's a friend. He studied electrical engineering and he's also a coach. Amazing. I, I'm so proud to have you. I, I'm so honored, not proud, but I'm so honored to have you here. Jonas, how are you Beautiful. doing today? Thank you. I'm well. I'm good. Cool. What about yourself? I'm, I'm Thanks a little so much bit... for inviting me. Yeah, you're very, I'm, I'm very honored to have you, really. Uh, first, let's talk. Uh, I quickly wanted to mention, I already tried to invite you for the meditation podcast once, but you said, eh, you know what? I rather like to talk about like my thing there, this embodied authenticity. And I respected it a lot and I wanted to come back to that. So I very much feel honored to have you today, uh, Jonas. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And Thank you so much. Yeah, welcome. So, dear friend, uh, everybody in here right now, everybody is listening. If you're listening in a train, if you're listening on the go, you know, this is a podcast. It's not just live. Um, we're doing a little centering together, everybody uh, with each other. And um, before we start to talk about everything like um, centering on the embodied uh, embodied authenticity, right? So I invite mm-hmm. everybody right now, come to a wonderful set, make yourself comfortable wherever you are right now, in a train, in a bus. If you're, of course, if you're driving, don't do that. And <laughs> I mean, at least keep your eyes open. You can center yourself a little bit. Feel how your feet are connected with the floor. Get along from your hips to your head. And feel how your breath flows into your belly and into your chest. Coming into this very moment. Coming into this discussion. Opening up a little bit. And start to think. Start to think on your own about it. And then slowly, if you have your eyes closed, open your eyes again and come back. So, dear friend Jonas, good to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marcel. Why embodied authenticity? What is that all about? What's all about that name embodied authenticity? Can you explain us a little bit about that? Of course. Yeah, so it was an interesting um, kind of way for me to, you know, get to to this name. Um, and in the end, I started in 2018, I was doing an exchange semester in Paris. And I was talking about my philosophy about authenticity with a friend of mine and that I got to know in Paris. And so he said, like, this is amazing. We should do a seminar about it. And then back in 2018, I was like, wow, this is crazy. I never thought about giving a seminar about it. Um, and then somehow it evolved. And we, like, one and a half weeks later, we were like 12, like 14 people in the room, 12 people that were participating in the seminar. I was giving the seminar. I knew everything I wanted to say. I knew all the exercises I wanted to do. It kind of all came down into, you know, 
reality in one and a half weeks. People even paid for it and they were really amazed. Like they were, they were loving it. And somehow this was the moment when it, it, you know, it struck me and I was like, okay, there is something about authenticity that's, you know, inside of me that people want to hear, that people need, that people love. Um, and so I started to like, I started to feel that there is something there. When I came back to Zurich, I gave another seminar about the whole thing and then mm-hmm. um, continued giving some seminars from time to time. And then so coming back to embodied authenticity, I realized that um, one part of it is, you know, being authentic, relating with other people authentically, um, like in dating, in friendships, in at work and so on. It's really about understanding what is it actually that you are and really sharing from from this real truth inside of yourself like who you really are sharing that authentic self and then there's also the part of embodiment which means that um not only just saying what is true for you but also living what is true for you embodying it feeling it in your body making the things happen in the world that really are really like you know representing what you really feel inside of yourself and the embodiment part is really um, going from this like mental idea, like I am authentic to an actual physical, you know, kind of representation. Like maybe you, maybe your authentic expression is to create that, you know, to create that business or to start to speak to that person or to um, do something in the world. And that's kind of embodiment. Embodiment has part of like just the body itself, like getting to your body and feeling more but also getting out into the world because our body is the vehicle that we use in the world to create things. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how this name came to kind of happen. Cool, cool, cool. So uh, you mentioned already, oh yeah, you're giving seminars. Like uh, I want to go more into the question of like, how are you doing that, you know? No, yeah. we explained uh, embodied. Okay, this means like action, doing something out in the world. Are you also going like uh, maybe with your clients out in the world, or do you have seminars out in the world? You know, <laughs> or how do you do that? Yeah, yeah, good question. So um, I'm a really big fan of going out into the world and doing things and experiencing yourself in the world and see what happens because. A lot of people there are just talking about things and like, yeah, then do that and do that. And, but they're not really, it's more kind of like, you know, in the, in the head, yeah. less in actual, in really in action. Yeah. And so at the moment, I'm not giving seminars because of the whole uh, COVID thing and so on, mm-hmm. but uh, there's going to be some point when I'm going to give seminars again, mainly the seminars, it was really about people interacting with each other and finding out what it actually means to be true, to state what you really feel, what you really think. And, you know, in interaction with other people start to be more real, um, more direct, more authentic. Um, and with my coaching clients, I, I do basically, one part is always like going inside, kind of like meditation, grounding, feeling, understanding what's going on inside, inside of yourself, mm-hmm. in your own consciousness. Mm-hmm. And then I also, sometimes I actually go out into the world and sometimes like, you know, interact with people or do something really out, out in the world, or I give them some kind of, exercises for them to actually go into the world do the things that they're afraid of that would be their authentic expression but they're not doing it so i kind of you know we kind of talk about how they're going to do it they then they go do it and they have some tools on how to how to deal with all the stuff that's coming up when you're afraid to actually say what you want to say or to actually do what you want to do because that fear is coming up mm-hmm. great so you also have a youtube channel what is that all yeah. about how does it connect to your coaching to your uh what you're doing with the embodied authenticity 
Yeah. <laughs> Does it make sense? <laughs> Good question. Yeah. So the, my YouTube channel is called Embodied Authenticity, um, <laughs> as you would have guessed. And um, so basically on the YouTube channel, I am kind of like, because in 2018, I realized there's some message that I want to bring out into the world that kind of wants to get into the world through me, mm-hmm. brother. And um, I started to just, you know, give seminars and do things and talk yeah. to people about it. Yeah. And then the same thing I'm kind of doing with the YouTube channel, like the, this, this philosophy that I came to somehow, you know, gather inside of me or kind of my this experience with authenticity and, and this whole, you know, philosophy. I start to, you know, talk about it on my channel. I talk about different things, but mainly it's really about how to relate with people authentically, how to be more in your body, how to learn about your own consciousness, about what's going on inside of yourself, about meditation, mm-hmm. um, about grounding, feeling, um, and also about basically how you can go out into the world and, and, and do what you want to do, achieve your goals in a way, but more in also like achieve your authentic goals, meaning that achieve what you actually deep down inside of yourself want to achieve and not what you might think you want to achieve, but what is actually really, you know, at the essence of you, what you really want. Because some people, they're just running off to some goals and they don't get it, but they don't realize that it's actually not what they deep down want. They want something else at the core. And that's most probably the reason why they don't get it, but they're not aware of it. So it's really also about understanding what is it that you really want and yep. then how can you be that in the world? Yeah. So, so how can you know what you really want in your life? I mean, <laughs> yeah, perfect question. Thank you for asking that. Uh, it's probably what everyone is asking the, the selves as well that are listening. Um, so, you know, the one thing that I've started to notice is that um, in the end, this question is like a very big question. So what do you really yes. want? And so everyone is asking themselves herself this question and it's really kind of difficult to, to answer this question. And so what I like to do is kind of start small. And yeah. So basically what yeah. that means is to know what you really want, you have to connect to this part of you that already knows. Like you have to connect to yourself, to your core, that inner voice that knows what you actually want. Um, and to connect to that voice, you have to start to notice the impulses that are coming up in your life. And you, like it's, it's better to start with small impulses. Like when you are uh, in the supermarket and you want to buy some food, what is the first intuition that's coming up? What do you actually want to eat right now? Or um, when you want to basically go for a stroll, you go for a walk, and then you can take a path to the left or to the right, just intuitively, what is it? What is the feeling? What is your impulse? Is that impulse going left or going right? Mm-hmm. And basically when you're going about your life, you have to make small decisions. Listen inside of yourself. What's the first thought of feeling that's coming up what is your impulse mm-hmm. and you know starting to starting to get a little more in contact with with the process that's happening there mm-hmm. um and so one one thing i want to add there is that you know when when i'm talking about that there's a lot of different layers to the whole thing when you start to actually do that it's quite it's quite crazy what's happening but the one thing you have to really like you know you have to pay close attention to is your inner voice, what you deeply want, is usually either it's just a neutral like knowing. It's like, oh, okay, I actually want to go this path, or I want yeah. to go that path, or I want yeah. to eat this, or I want to eat that. It's just a quiet knowing. Yeah. Or it's a quiet knowing with some kind of like nice feeling to it, just warm, gentle, like good yeah. feeling to it. Yeah. Um, but it's no, there is no pushing feeling. There is no like I need that craving feeling, and there mm-hmm. is no like bad feeling or I feel so bad about it. It's just either neutral or kind of just nice and soft in a way 
Wonderful. And so you have to feel inside of yourself to see, okay, what, what is that impulse feeling like? Is this my actual truth that's just coming this knowingness? Or is it some kind of like, oh, I need that because I have to prove to myself that I can, or I need that because I am, you know, hungry and, you know, like whatever, like had a bad day, I want to eat this so I get some satisfaction or whatever. You have to really feel inside what is going on and just learn to relax into that process and really start to really notice what, what are those impulses. And from that, that's the first starting point. From that, you can start to go to the bigger things and start to understand. Actually, the process is the same. You have to just listen yep. inside of yourself. Yep. and see what is what is the real answer yeah i i understand that i uh, so it has it has to do like with really making sure okay this is not something uh that will influence me in the future like in a bad way you know uh maybe you know taking something like oh yeah you know what i can reward myself with chocolate it really feels good to me to reward myself with chocolate today i earned it but then also like making sure that you're not eating it and then feeling bad in in the end like kind of like feeling this warm feeling of intuition that's that's kind of like what i get out to is that correct or not so, not that much um it's important to see that when you're listening to that in the voice it doesn't have any logic attached to it. Okay. That's the that's the problem. That's kind of like the difficult part about it. It's like you're not thinking about why it is good to eat or not eat the chocolate or why you should eat the sandwich or why you should eat the salad or not. It doesn't mm -hmm. have any logic attached to it because as soon as logic is coming coming into play, it's your mind that is trying to figure the best mm -hmm. way out. But yeah. actually, the real inner this inner voice, you don't know how it's going to how it's going to create the impulse that that is you, that is really your inner voice. You don't know how it is going to mm -hmm. happen, but you are going to feel that there is an inner voice, that there is an impulse that is true, that is who you really are. Mm -hmm. And that's really the key. You're starting, mm -hmm. to, starting to feel that there is this impulse and you don't have to understand, but understand that there is, like you don't have to logically understand, but kind of start to realize that mm -hmm. there is some kind of voice inside of you, some kind of, you like knowing this inside of you that just mm -hmm. knows what is true for you what is authentic okay 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 i i feel my emotions right i feel my emotions mm -hmm. and i i can uh go to there i feel also the intuition right but mm -hmm. i also like to like to merge them together with like my logical mind instead of like just acting out of it um mm -hmm. i i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah i see what you mean yeah i see what you mean yeah yeah, it's basically like what you're saying is like, is it a good idea to just act out of your emotions and just kind of like not think about anything and just go kind of about about those impulses? Yeah. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so basically, um, so basically what I'm, I'm not saying that you have to just, you know, like it's basically there's a very, very important difference between acting out of your emotions or mm -hmm. kind of like just acting just out of some impulses and just be impulsive and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. it's a very big in, like difference from that to actually being authentic because mm -hmm. the difference between um, acting out of your emotions and being authentic is like when you're acting out of your emotions and those impulses that usually people are used to, you're actually acting out of some kind of um, logic in a way. Like you're, you're basically acting out of like, basically you're feeling bad and because you're feeling bad, you do this or that action in order to not feel so bad or kind of like out the, this feeling of being bad so that, mm -hmm. that you feel that you're going to feel better off. It's something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but this is still, still kind of like any, all the stuff that you've kind of gathered inside of you that is your, your logic combined with what you've 
you know what what you what has happened to you in your life that created all the emotions that you're feeling but it's not mm -hmm. actually this deeper impulse and that's why i'm saying actually this intuition is neutral it's like it's knowingness mm -hmm. it's not an it's not this emotional impulse it's not like i'm feeling bad so i eat this mm -hmm. it's more kind of like what is it that i want what is it that i, I actually want and so basically um it's just it's not that you cannot think about things and make logical decisions you can definitely do that for sure and that might be the authentic thing to do for you in that moment but it's just more about starting a process of feeling inside of yourself and seeing okay there's emotions and thoughts and there's something beyond that and you have to start to connect with the something beyond that and that's usually a neutral thing it feels neutral it's just like a knowingness it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with your emotion and thoughts. It's just like yeah. you, add, you basically you you kind of connect to a new source of information. And yeah. You don't have to always act yeah. upon that source. Yeah. Sometimes you have this knowingness, but you're like, "Fuck this knowingness! I don't care about that. I don't want to act <laughs> like that." And and you don't do it, and that's okay as well. Yeah. But it's just you add, you realize there's some 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 additional source of information of knowingness that you can connect to. Yeah. That, that's the way to start to be more authentic and start to yeah. see what you actually want. I understand what you mean. Uh, can this knowingness also be wrong, or did you did you experience that this knowingness uh, drove you into a path that wasn't wasn't really helpful to you? So kind of like seeing like, oh yeah, you know what? I shouldn't maybe take <laughs> listen to the knowingness, but I should also sometimes take a step back and really make sure this is like really the truth, you know, knowingness. Proof, good. Mm -hmm. Not not like ex knowing that you when you do that and that and everything. Yeah, it will serve you. But then maybe really knowing it, and then some something strange happens, and you you can't quite figure it out. Maybe did that happen to you, or were there some insights coming up? I, I want. Yeah, to... yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that's 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 uh, that's definitely. I mean, the one thing that I have to say to that is really. Just because you have this knowingness doesn't mean that, first of all, you like it, yeah. nor that you think it's the best thing to do, yeah. nor that you think uh, it's the right thing to do, whatever. It's really like, it's really, it's really kind of confusing sometimes. Mm -hmm. You're like, well, what, what the heck, what should I do with this impulse now? Mm -hmm. um, and I don't say that you have to always follow that impulse, but I'm saying rather that just take it in and experience it and see that there is some 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 knowingness and just start to take it into account yeah. you don't have to always act it out but if you, if for example if you're working in a job and you always have this impulse there's something not right there's something not right about this job there's just something not right then maybe you should start to listen to that impulse and see what does it actually want to tell you yeah and okay. you know like it's more about those kind of things and when you're yeah. like when you're you know you're doing a project and there's just something not really write about that project and start to listen to that impulse and see what does he want to tell me it's more about that you know and like when you're always going to the to the supermarket and you buy this one food and there's something about this food and you're not really don't know like it doesn't not feel right uh, or you always have like you you're going to the supermarket 10 times you just feel like eating this or that ice cream or this or that product that you would logically think it doesn't make any sense if you have the 10th time you have the same impulse why don't you just try it out maybe it helps you Maybe that's just one nutrient you, that you need. You needed it, right? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe you know, it's, it's all those impulses where you like you don't necessarily logically you understand them, but if they're coming up and you start to listen to them, yeah, it might be a new source of information that could be important for you. Yeah. You know, that could help you. Yeah. 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 I agree. Cool. And then, and then one thing I wanted to add as well is when you are talking with people, because that that's where the authenticity really comes in. 
when you're talking with people, you also might have those impulses. Like, I would like to say that, but then you start to logically think like, oh, it's not a good idea to say that. Why should I say that? That's a really bad idea. Or, or you're like, or I should say that, but you don't feel like saying it. And, you know, it's basically the same process. You have those impulses. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just feel like it would be authentic, it would be true to say what you, the impulse, what you had. It would be true to say this. But you don't because you think like logically it doesn't make sense or you're afraid or whatever. Yeah. And also there, just start to feel what does it what does it tell me? Maybe it's mm-hmm. like I actually want to connect with this person more on a real level, and that's mm-hmm. what I really think about it. I, I wanted to tell it, but mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. So that's the impulse saying, like, I actually want I want to be true, I want to say that. Yeah. And so it's kind of the same process in, in conversation. Yeah. Let's let's go there deeper right now. Uh I want to connect with that uh, thought right now. And I want to ask mm-hmm. you, okay. How does how do you do that? Like you're you're having a conversation. Imagine we're having a conversation right now, and you're saying mm-hmm. something. You're not saying something to not hurt me, right? So you kind of like hold your back, and you don't say something. Maybe I have something out of my nose, or I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, or yeah. or you're so stupid. Why don't you get this? I I don't know. Something hurtful that you imagine it's hurtful for me. And you don't want to mm-hmm. say it. So how do you deal with that? But you kind of still want to say it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. So that's the tricky situation. Like you're like, you're like, well, um, I I want to kind of say that, but I think it's gonna hurt the other person. And should I say it? Should I not say it? But I have this impulse. I want to be real. I don't want to, you know, lie. But at the same time, I don't want to hurt. So basically. That is, you know, where it starts to get really interesting because there you have to start to feel inside of yourself, okay, is this really necessary to say that right now? Do I really want to say that? Like, what is what is driving it? Like, is it just I want to really say that? Or is it like maybe part of me that just wants to like know that I'm better than you and I want to tell you how you're bad at this and whatever? Mm-hmm. Is there some part of that's, that's basically doing it out of like a lower motivation? Yeah. Of like, I, I kind of want to, you know, you know, do something to make make you down a little bit, or is it like I want the validation from you, so I speak up and I say that even though it might hurt you or whatever, or is it just like this natural impulse, like I really, really want to say that, and then, and then the third thing you have to also kind of take into account is what is your feeling right now at this moment? How is the other person? Is the other and how how and if the other person is able to take what you say? Mm-hmm. from you sharing like mm-hmm. what you're thinking or is it going to take it very personal because mm-hmm. it's really about learning when you're authentic it's not only just about saying what you feel is true but it's also saying it a way that in a way that it is actually sharing what you're thinking and what you're feeling rather than basically trying to make an impact mm-hmm. it's like you're not you're not saying what you're feeling authentically in order for the other people to act this or that way or, or show you appreciation or whatever but you're just doing it because you want to be real and you want to share your truth. Mm-hmm. And so when you do, first of all, when you do that from the sharing perspective, the other person is going to be much more likely to receive what you're saying um, and receive it well. And then the other, and, and, and then, uh, and then the other thing is if you're really like, if the other person basically just have to feel inside of yourself, is this going to be, um, you know, like in the end, in the end, there is really the distinction you have to make between is it so important for me 
to be real and authentic right now, this is something I've always put, uh, like, you know, pushed back and never really said, it, even though it's very important, then you might just have to say it and really try to say it from this sharing perspective. And yeah. some other times it might just be that it's actually not so important. It's just some impulse and you can just not say it right now and see what happens. Maybe next time it comes up again. If it comes up again and again, you're like, okay, I should say that. Yeah. But otherwise it might have been an impulse that is motivated from some lower motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's come, let's come more towards this love and authenticity uh, thing. And I think it has a lot to mm. do with the sharing perspective that we already talked about a little bit. Like... Um, mm. Also, like listening in to to uh, like this knowingness that we already talked about, and all, also acting out of that. Do you have anything like really to add to, you know what? What is love? Authenticity. Uh, how is it connected to love? Does authenticity make love really love, or <laughs> what is it? You know. <laughs> ah, okay. Um, well, it's an interesting question. I mean, in the end, I think the distinction you have to make really is between th there's one author he's, he's calling it fish love and real love. Yeah. And fish love is like you're basically trying to get something out of the other person. Ah. You're trying to fish for some stuff, you know, yeah. but uh, and the real love is like you're loving the other person without wanting anything back. Yeah. And um You know, basically being authentic from a sharing perspective is being loving unconditionally in a way, because you're sharing your truth without wanting anything from the other person. You're sharing it out of love and out of appreciation of who you are and, and out of appreciation of the other person, that the other person can uh, receive who you really are and not, not think, you know, basically just sharing who you really are is a present to the other person. <laughs> and And so basically to me, it's really... Like, if you want to have real love, you have to start to be real and authentic because otherwise, why, like, because otherwise you have to think, like, what is the motivation behind you not being authentic? And the motivation behind you not being authentic is almost all the time something that you want to get something or you want to not get something. And you're basically trying to prevent things or make things happen that have some kind of agenda behind it. And that's usually wanting you know, I, I, some kind of approval, some kind of control or some kind of safety. And it's not real, real love. It's like you want to make this need fulfilled rather than actually really loving this other person. Yeah. Wonderful. Uh, that was wonderfully said. I, I agree with that. That's really, really cool. Let's talk about business authenticity. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, for example, let's say... Um, Let's say you have a business in Instagram, whatever. Uh, I think it makes mm -hmm. the example easier of like what I'm speaking about. Mm -hmm. And um, let's say we're we're posting there something again and again. You need to post one time a day because that's your business. You know, you need to drive your business. And sometimes you you feel like, hey, um, I don't want to post this, but it's kind of like you need to post this. How how would you go? go with that that you still feel like yeah you know it's business <laughs> i don't know <laughs> well, how, how would you deal one... with it sorry yeah so i think the one thing that you have to do there really is kind of the same process with when you go into the supermarket and for the 10th time you have this impulse you want to do that or you want to eat that or whatever and you're not following it so basically when it, when it's the first time that it's coming up and you're like well i don't want to post this and 
still have to do it. And you're like, okay, well, let's just do it anyways and, and see what happens. And then next time you still do it and see what happens. But if you're continuously getting this impulse, like, I don't want to do that. I'm still doing it every day and it just really sucks and I don't like that. And and then you might have to listen to that, you know? At some point you might have to be like, well, maybe I just post every other day. I don't have to post every day, even though people are doing it, but I just don't feel like doing it at all. It's just, I don't, I cannot produce so much real valuable input every day. It just doesn't work for me. I want to do it every other day. Then just go with that impulse and see how, if, if that's going to work out. But if you, I wouldn't change, like, that's the one thing that people are really often doing is like, they have some impulse and they immediately change. And they're like, you know, hmm. in and they're like, oh, this, and then they're basically, because you never know in the first time that some, some impulse is coming up, it's hard to really know if it, that is really the deepest impulse, if that's really wow. true, or this is, if this is just like some kind of emotion, some kind of thing that's motivated by fear, anxiety, or some kind of need or greed or whatever. And so just listen closely, like continually, continually be like, okay, is it coming up again and again? Is it really not, not real aligned with me? Like if this business is not the right business for me, like if you have this impulse the first time, maybe just fear of failing. Then you have it the second time, maybe it's still fear of failing. At the third time, the fourth time, fifth time. And at some point you're like, maybe there's some other message behind that impulse and you have to start really, you know, digging deeper. But I, I would I would not like if you have a business and you're like you're so doing some actions all the time and you're like, it just doesn't feel right, then just listen to it. Don't immediately say like, okay, I have to stop this business, but listen to it and see what happens with time. And then really when it's always coming up again, you know that there's something that you have to listen to and mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. It's kind of like always a little bit the the same responses, but they, they still make sense, you know. Do you agree with that? You know, it's kind of like always a little bit, uh, no matter what I'm asking, it's always a little bit with the same core knowledge, you know, the core concept yeah, stays same. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, in the end, to me, authenticity is really kind of like a way of life, like how you live your life. And it, it, it's basically showing in, in different areas of your life in kind of slightly different ways, but in the say in, in the end, it's kind of like really the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's really starting to, you know, starting. And, and the one thing I would want to add is like starting to appreciate the fact that you're saying something like basically starting to appreciating being authentic, starting to love being authentic, kind of like taking joy from being authentic mm -hmm. and starting to really feel feel that you're not doing it because of some other like as some other new method yeah. you're like now i am this authenticity guy like i'm being authentic because i am i have this new strategy now because then you can connect with people then you can make business work and so on and so on. it's really not about that it's really about you know like starting to appreciate the fact just starting to love being authentic mm -hmm. starting to love being real and starting mm -hmm. to love you know just receiving something that is real from other person from other people and just starting to create and cultivate this loving like this love for for realness and 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 authenticity and that is really going to change people's lives because mm -hmm. if you start to love that and you're doing when you're saying something not saying it because you have so much kind of agenda or something else you just feel the love for this beautiful truth that is being shared you just appreciate the love like you appreciate the truth so much that you don't care how the other person is going to react. You yeah. just love yourself for being real and you love the other person no matter how she's going to react because you basically, you don't need the other person to react well because you already fulfilled your own 
need of wanting to be real and you're so appreciating this wanting to be real that you don't need uh, some kind of response and that doesn't make you depend on the other person because then that's usually when people start not to be authentic anymore. It's like, oh, this is how the other person reacted. So I should rather not be authentic. But if you're really appreciating yourself and loving to be authentic and starting to get so much value out of you being authentic, then it's not, you don't, you're not dependent on how the other person is going to. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Yes, I agree. So, so wonderful you said. Um, we're going now a little bit further. We're still staying a little bit with the authenticity. And in the beginning you said, yeah, who are you? It's all about figuring out who are you. I like to invite you to a little bit of an experiment right now. And mm-hmm. I like to you to be open to it and to to don't don't think about any any kind of like okay what are you going to do or something I don't mean it any bad but uh it's an experiment and it can go completely wrong. It can go completely wrong and we are risking that. And I want you to imagine yourself uh like walking maybe in the night. Yeah, in the, let's say in the night and somebody comes um, comes walking against you, so comes uh, your, your other direction, and mm-hmm. he's very much hostile to you, so you realize that from, from his posture and everything, and uh, he spits on the floor as you're passing each other, he spits on the floor next to you or, or in front of you, and he says something like, asshole, and he just walks further. Now, you're walking on your own. I want you to tell me right now, kind of like your aggression level towards that person or how you would react even. First, tr- try to tell me your aggression level from one from one to 10 and then tell me how you would react. Uh, probably a four out of 10. Yeah. Would be the aggression level. Um, and how I would react. You know, it depends a lot on what the person is. What's the expression on the person? He's, he's unrational. He's unrational. You re- recognize he's unrational. He's he's somewhat like maybe emotional. He's he's just like acting out of anger. He's hostile towards a little bit everything, kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But yeah. Well, you know, it's very difficult to say. It really yeah. depends on how they're, you know, how they, it depends on really, like, is there a message behind there or is there mm-hmm. no message? If there was no message behind there, but it's just mm-hmm. some kind of aggression coming out and basically my way because I just passed him, then mm-hmm. I would just, you know, feel, feel this, feel the reaction side of myself, accept it and let it go and just continue mm-hmm. well, um, yep. as yep. good as I could. Mm-hmm. And if there was some kind of message behind there, there's something that I did or something that this person is any kind of relationship to me or has anything to tell me or something, yeah. then I would I would see if I could, you know, get the message at the talk with the person or, uh, you know, maybe just think myself, like, do I recognize this person or whatever, kind of like see if I can get the message from that. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Um Good, great. Thank, thank you for answering. Now uh, we're going a little bit further. We're changing up the situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, we're still, we're still in the same place. You know, we're walking the same, same direction. So 
this hasn't happened right now. This hasn't happened, but it's the same thing that's going to happen. But your girlfriend is right next to you or your wife or your spouse or whatever. And she's walking next to you. The same thing happens. This guy comes, uh, comes along. He spits in front of you and says something like along the way, asshole, and walks by. Now, the question is, how angry do you get? How angry do you get on a scale from zero to 10? And uh, how do you react? Very interesting question. Um, but he's basically spitting in front of me and then he's continuing to walk? Or, yeah, or what? spitting in front of you or saying asshole and he's continuing to walk. Exactly the same thing that you imagined in the first thing and mm -hmm. the first throughput. <laughs> well, I would first ask myself and I would ask my girlfriend if if she knows this guy or if she has any idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Um, and also the, the, you said the aggression level or the anger level. Yeah. Um, maybe like a five out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I would, you would ask her if she knows this guy and If the guy just spits and then he's continuing to walk, I will probably just like, what the fuck, and continue yeah. to walk. Yeah, yeah, good. Thank you for for your honesty uh, there. So um, the the thing that I want to speak about with you is the environment and how environment can change us. And of course, like uh, the experiment that that we went through here is like, okay, yeah. Um, does that change, you know, does the en environment that we are in change us, like, in, in the way that we act? And and I just took the example of, like, having a girlfriend next to you or not having a girlfriend next to you. And how does that change as you're uh, attacked, you know? And uh, and what happens when you're kind of, like, uh, attacked, right? So mm. who would, how would you explain this um, as, like now what you really lived through right you imagine it how would you explain it that you would that you are more angry than uh before you know the first situation and the second situation um yeah so basically um I think, you know, I think the the way you feel about a situation um, really is, is really kind of like tied to how, what kind of association you have with yeah. Yeah. this situation, right? Yeah. And, um, and then if you're like with different people or you're at a different place, you're going to have different levels of like how good you feel, how you know concerned you are about certain things or, or not concerned about certain things, um, how confident you feel, how you know fearful you feel, and so on and so on. Um, and so it, it definitely affects your your. I mean, it first of all, it already affects how you're feeling mm -hmm. about yourself and about what is happening to you. <laughs> and so in the, in the end, I mean, you you were basically asking how could you explain the difference in how you're how you how you're feeling, right? That's the yeah. reason. It's like 
It's yep. like you the, the the association you have with you know with the situation is going to change how um, yeah basically how you're going to um, how you're going to feel and act. Mm -hmm. But so I, I see I see maybe where you're going to. Um, yeah, but that that would be my answer to the question. Yeah, yeah, that's that's wonderful. I mean, now uh, in this situation. Uh, we are not in control, you know, um, mm -hmm. uh, in this environment, right? This is out of our control. And of course, we, we maybe get more angry because we are attacked by, by a, kind of like by an association. So we are associating like with this girl. Oh, you have your relationship. Now this relationship is attacked. When I walk on my own, I'm kind of like just attacked on my own. You know, this guy attacks mm -hmm, me. Mm -hmm. Now uncertainty yeah. comes in. Who does this guy attack? You're asking this girl like, uh, your girl, right? Do you know this guy? What's going on? What the, f yeah, what the fuck is going on, right? And uh, you're kind of like become uncertain about things. You get a little bit more angry, a little bit more shaky. And this is kind of like the environment that we're not in control of right now. But we are also in control of environment. And my point is, or my kind of like thought is like, okay, the environment, we are kind of like the environment in one way. Because... Whatever we do, whatever we are uh, eating, whatever we are uh, doing, uh, we are kind of like becoming what we are doing in one way. Does that make sense to you a little, or not that much? May I? Maybe I'm. Yeah, becoming what we are doing. Yeah, in a sense. Yeah. <laughs> so so. It's like when you. Yeah. It's like when you're continuously doing certain things, you you become different. You kind of like. You're yeah. accumulating different kind of thoughts or emotions in a way and, and ways of behaviors and skills. Exactly. And and kind of like having control over your environment by kind of like setting apples, you know, in the kitchen on the, uh, on the table and hiding the chocolate or something, you grab the apple, right? Because it's easier to get, right? This is kind of mm -hmm. control of the environment. Of course, sometimes mm -hmm. you don't have the control and then uh, you're, you're kind of coming into a situation which is dangerous maybe. And mm -hmm. um, the thing is, like, with all this authenticity that we're having, right, with all this authenticity that we're having, how, how do we put this together with the environment? How do we shape our environment authentically? I don't know. Authentically. <laughs> authentically. Exactly. How do you shape our environment authentically? So that we be become the best version of herself. Maybe that's that's the question. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think about uh, that? So does that make sense? How do we shape our environment uh, authentically? Yeah, exactly. That we're kind of like feeling. You know, we're going to the right direction. And I kind of like mm -hmm. see that I'm shaped by my environment that I'm in. I'm shaped mm -hmm. by what I'm eating. I'm shaped by by the environment I feel. You know, I feel safe when I'm asleep, for example, in my uh, cool bed. I don't know. Or you you have a small bed because it's like more practical. How do you shape your mm -hmm. environment so that you can really express your truth, express your true authentic being and mm -hmm. and really make sure that... Yeah, you're you're getting there. Does that make mm -hmm. sense? I just want to show yeah. show kind yeah. of like a connection from like the environment that we're living in that 
it can affect your true authentic being because mm -hmm, mm -hmm, if mm -hmm. you're surrounding yourself with like people that you feel comfortable with, you're probably going to feel more comfortable automatically. If you're surrounding yourself with bad people that mm -hmm. are threatening you all the time, you will probably feel more anger. It's mm -hmm. kind of like this. I don't know if we're going somewhere here. I thought like, yeah, yeah. this is all about who am I, you know, who am I? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I would like to say there is to, um, in the end, in order to be able to be authentic, um, you have to start to kind of cultivate a feeling of feeling good about yourself and mm -hmm. feeling good about your life and how your environment is is shaping how you're going to feel so in the end it's really it's it's really a process of you know you you, you can i think it always goes together you know in the end yeah. you have to really cultivate this feed in the end like what i'm what i'm telling pretty much everyone and what i'm searching for my whole life is to be happy and you know being authentic in the end is also on this path to being happy like I wouldn't be authentic if it wasn't if it wasn't making me happy in a way. While at the same time, I'm not trying to get happy from being authentic. I'm just trying to have joy for for it. But what I what I mean is basically that um, when you when you want to be your basically when you're looking for your kind of like the environment that fits you most or that is most authentic to you, more true to you, or you know mm -hmm. just fits you best. It's just really about starting to notice what is going to make me feel good. Yeah. What is going to make me feel good at the core? Yeah. Not just maybe just satisfied yeah. right now, but what is really going to make me feel good? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, that is, that is kind of how I would approach how to shape your environment. And then also notice that what is happening when I have this environment compared to when I have that environment, how am I going to feel different? How am I mm -hmm. going to act different? And how do I actually want to act? Like, mm -hmm. what is the way that I really want to act? And what is the environment that is most con convenient for me to be able to act the way that I really mm -hmm. want to act? Mm -hmm. And so basically there, we, we kind of think we're kind of connecting between like, you know, being authentic and the search for, you know, fulfillment and happiness. And in the end, for me, being authentic, in the end, it's really about being fulfilled, living a fulfilled and happy life. And why is that? Because if I'm not authentic, I will deny part of me. And that will in the end lead to me not being happy because I am not true to myself. I'm not aligned with who I am such that in the end, somehow I'm going to feel weird. I'm going to not feel so good because I'm not true to myself. Yeah. And so being authentic in the end leads to being happy. Mm -hmm. And the, the environment is also going to shape how easy it is going to be for me to be authentic, to do what I really want to do, to be mm -hmm. happy. That leads to be more, more being able to be mm -hmm. being authentic and kind of, you know, the being authentic and happy. They're kind of going together. That, that's something that that you said there. Um, the environment uh, shapes how easy it is to be authentic. Mm -hmm. Isn't that isn't that profound? Isn't that message profound? Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because you know what it actually means is that no one is perfect. Because mm -hmm. if you were perfect, then the environment wouldn't matter, in a sense. Ah, yeah. But at the same time, but at the same time, it's like, you know, even being authentic, like I'm realizing in my life, there are certain people and there are certain people where I have much more difficulty to be really true and authentic than with other people. And it's just, it's really about 
all the stories that are coming up with respect to that person, all the things that are coming up inside of me with respect to that person. Um, and I don't have so many stories coming up with other people. And so it's really like being authentic really is a process as well, because, you know, like there are so many fears and things going to come up. Like, Oh, could I say that? What is, how is the person going to react Yeah, and so on? Yeah. So it's really, um, it's really kind of, it's really a process of learning. And yeah, it's really a process of learning to let go of all this, like all the fear and, and all of the stuff that is inside of you that is holding uh, holding you back from actually being your true self. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How wonderful. How wonderful. You mentioned something and I want to want to go in that. In the beginning you said, hey, you had some exercises. So you know what I kind of like am I doing here right now? I kind of like want to ask you, do you have some exercises that you love to teach and you would like to kind of like invite us to participate? Just maybe a little one if you have one. And if you don't, don't worry about it. Some exercises. Yeah, an exercise. Um, some exercises for being authentic or for yeah. being happy or for... Or just, and so kind of like... Maybe to connect with authenticity, to connect mm-hmm. with this knowing, you know, that we discussed... Uh, all about if you have such an exercise if you don't have one then please go ahead and just drop us your favorite exercise that was that would be amazing okay i mean there's a lot of exercise that i could give you but the one that i give uh, to my coaching clients and that's that's what you can start to do like in Mm -hmm. terms of this authenticity it's kind of like i call it the truth impulses journaling Mm -hmm. and um so it's basically about you know going about your day and noticing those um little impulses that you have when you when you like when you when you go for a walk and you have you could go left or you could go right what is the first impulse that's coming up mm-hmm. and then when you're journaling about it you're basically just noticing a couple of times during your, your day where you just have some impulse like maybe like okay i have the impulse i want to go eat this now or want to yeah. do that i want to go do that <laughs> and so and then just you know the small little impulse and then start to write write it down just like what was the impulse very quickly write it down and then write down what was the feeling associated with it? Was it just like neutral, kind of like a knowingness? Or what is more like, oh, this like need or greed or I need that right now? Ah. And kind of like starting to, you know, what is the association to it um, that you feel? And then do that a couple of times a day, maybe one, two, three, three impulses. And just start to feel maybe it's, and then you can start to do the, you know, the crazier things like, oh, is this the right job? Or like, do I want to meet this person today? Or don't I want to meet or What about this friend? And, and just start to really notice and during your day, the small little impulse and just write them down and see how, how do you feel about them? What is, what yeah. is coming up? What is yeah. coming up really? And is this like a neutral thing or is it more, it's colored by your emotion? Is it more like you acting out your emotion or is it this, this, this third, you know, this third third key that this kind of like this knowingness i think that's the first thing if you want to start to be more authentic start to notice what in 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 this in this um in this conversation that you're having with this person what is the impulse that you that you have but you don't say what are the things that are coming up that you would like to say but you're actually not saying them how did they feel like was there what was going on there was it fear was it or was it just that it wasn't like What, was it actually true you really wanted to say that or was it more like you wanted some reaction you wanted some validation or whatever and just really start to notice that and that's really the first step i think that's that's kind of one exercise um that i like to do there 
And then the other thing this, that I love to do is releasing, kind of releasing meditation. That's really going deeper on what are the things that are holding you back from actually acting authentically when you are in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Jonas, it's very, very beautiful. Thank you. I see you're very you're passionate, passionate about it. And I think you're authentic about it. So that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Watson. <laughs> You're very welcome. So um, we have a question. We have a question from Monica and uh, she asks right. something here. So what sort of reference points would you say would tell a person they are their authentic self? It's a difficult question. Shall I repeat well, it? The, yeah, okay. so... We'll repeat it again, but I think I okay. got it. What sort of reference points would you say would tell a person they are their authentic self? Mm. I mean, the one question I would like to ask back is why do you want to know if someone is authentic or not? It's, it's kind good. of like, because. But I, I'm going to answer, answer the question, but that's also an interesting thing, just asking, asking inside of yourself, seeing, okay, where is the question coming from? Yeah. Just, just as an exploration, just see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to answer the question. So what are the reference points? I mean, in the end, and that's what I'm talking about a lot, like embodied authenticity means being embodied in, in your body feeling. And in the end, like you will never know if someone is authentic or not. You will never know for sure. But what you can do is you can start to connect to your own feeling of how you feel and how does the other person feel and how congruent do you feel is is what what, what is being said how do, how congruent does it feel to you it's kind of like you start to tune in with truth in a way and that means you're you're basically looking at the other person how is the expression on their face how is their body moving how what is the voice the tone of their voice um, and you start to just notice what they're saying, but then in the end for you to really know if they are authentic or not, you have to exactly like, you know, connect to this inner part of it, this knowingness is like, what is you, what are you feeling about the other person? Does it feel that they are true or not? Yeah. It's like, you know, like you have to get to contact with this feeling inside of yourself because it's not, you can't logically understand it. You could say like, okay, maybe if the voice is going up at the end of the, the sentence, like, <laughs> It's what is going up at the end of the sentence. And it's yeah. maybe something that they're lying about because they're not so sure about, you know, like this is one, <laughs> one, one element that you like, it's a little weird. Yeah. But if you're saying something and, and the voice goes down at the end of the, the sentence, it just feels more comfortable. And it's like, probably they're not lying because they're not so insecure. But this is only a small mind little thing um, that you could, could start to, you know, notice. But what is happening is it creates some kind of feeling inside of you. If someone is talking in some kind of ways, like a little insecure, a little weird, and they're like, it just gives you this feeling of there's something not right about yeah. what they're saying. There's something not authentic. And it's really about starting to feel that inside of yourself. Yeah. And this is a combination of all those little hints that you can see from the way they're talking, the way they're looking and all of this. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of elements you could go like into psychology, a lot of elements of like maybe what, what you would think uh, why like the way they're looking at you if they're looking to the left or the right how long they're looking at you and all this kind of stuff you could try to analyze it logically but what i you know suggest is more starting to tr trust yourself 
-hmm. trust yourself about the question like do i feel that this person is authentic or not because yeah. no one's ever going to tell you if the person is going to be authentic you're the only person that could ever decide if you feel the person is authentic or not and you have to start to take responsibility for 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 this choice for this under mm -hmm. for this understanding like i decide for me that person is authentic or not i feel that is the way and so that's really about that like connecting to this to this knowingness inside of yourself that just knows i feel that's true what a person is saying or it's not yeah yeah and uh what do you think about going ahead you know of course the situation needs to be right but you can also go ahead and just ask a question hey uh What's going on with you? I feel kind of like strange around you. Is something wrong or is something like that? If you really want to connect with that person on a deeper level, maybe formulate that a little bit differently. But um, yeah, what do you think about that? Um, so when there's something, when they have a weird feeling about a third person or there's something weird, um, I would really listen to that and see you know, kind of like explore a little bit, you know, yeah. ask yourself. And I, I love I, I love to kind of open the potential by asking yourself questions and then kind of really listening. So basically when you, this is also kind of how you can connect to your inner voice. You're basically um, asking yourself questions and let them sink in and see what is coming up. So basically when you, when you are with this person, ask yourself, what is it that makes me feel weird about this mm -hmm. person? Yeah. And then just try to sit down and be quiet. Yeah. Even like maybe even when you're talking with this person or when you're at home but after after having talked to that person. Ask yourself the question and let it sink in and see if there's any answer coming up. And just let you know, let this question really sink in and listen to your own self, like to your own knowingness, your own inner voice, and see if there's anything coming up. And maybe you feel that okay, it's the weird thing is that this or that like the way they're talking or why they're all like the way they're sitting or something is off you maybe start to notice things that are okay that's why i feel so weird about it. yeah but it's yeah. really about asking yourself the question allowing the mm -hmm. potential for the answer to come up by just asking the question let it sink in yeah yeah i think that's that's cool that's cool um, dear, dear Jonas, uh, I'd like to invite you over to the Discord afterwards so we have can have a little chat together about mm -hmm. like how it went and everything. And you're in the chat are also invited. Monica, dear Monica, if you'd like to come in and discuss a little bit with us um, also about what you have written right now, like your explanation there about what, what it's all about. And so we can discuss that better like if you're in a little group. And then, um, yeah, before we end... Dear Jonas, could you, for all the listeners right now, they're listening in to the podcast, could you repeat, where can you be found on the internet? So I think the first point of contact, if you want to know what kind of like my message is, then go to uh, the YouTube channel called Embodied Authenticity. You'll find on YouTube, just type Embodied and then Authenticity. Hmm. And then I've also got a web page uh, called embodied-authenticity.com where I talk about, well, basically, there's it's basically my coaching website where I have also some testimonials from coaching clients where my, I talk about what my coaching is about. There's also a link to my YouTube channel. Um, and I also have a Facebook page called Embodied Authenticity and the Instagram page uh, called Embodied Authenticity. But I will first go to the YouTube channel and to my web website. Cool. 
Cool. Thank you for that. So, dear friends, next podcast will be about family constellation together with the wonderful Aryan and Hamza from Spark. They are wonderful beings giving you tools for growth. I'm very much looking forward to that one. Uh, this was Health Skill Podcast. We are leveling up your health skill. <laughs>